Comic Book Characters is an uncensored podcast. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Neil Before Pod. That's Neil Before Pod. And geez, every time I hear it, I think what a great podcast name that would be. And you can also follow us on Twitter uh, at CB Characters. That would be at CB Characters. And if you want, you can also email us at cbcharacters at gmail.com. Hey, it's your pal Alfred here with Comic Book Characters, and on this week's episode, Ig and I delve into the controversy surrounding the Joker variant cover for Batgirl. Then, it's on to superhero fan films. Is this the future of the industry? And get your chimichangas ready, because we've got Deadpool movie news. And finally... It's the game that's sweeping the nation. No, not March Madness. It's Whaty Do, round two. All that and more, ears open. Let's do it. Hey guys, welcome to a brand new episode of Comic Book characters your weekly look at comic book news uh i'm your co-host ig and joining me as always alfred Al. here yeah sorry oh. how's it? no it's oh, oh. Wow. You, you you got really excited i got really um, excited how's it going man uh, it's going pretty good uh you know things are ramping up to the summer season which is uh i guess always you, prime comic book time comic, comic book, book time yeah comic time. convention yeah. san diego comic-con uh coming That's up right. in a few months We'll have plenty of stuff to talk about then. And actually, when we started this podcast, um, the first episode, which we like to call issues because we're we're clever here at comic book characters, um, was about Spider-Man. It was right around the time where they announced that Spider-Man was joining the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It was a good time to start a podcast about comic books because right. we had so much to talk about. This week, not so much. Not a whole lot of comic book news. But even when there's not a whole lot of comic book news, there's still plenty of stuff to talk about. Maybe um, not a lot of quantity, but we definitely have some quality takes, I think, oh, this week. I like that. Right? Um, well, one of the things um, and that we were kind of talking about um, off the air and was kind of a, a, a big story this week, um, you know, in, in the comic world, but also kind of blending into just, I guess, the news world in general, um, was um, a, a controversy around a a a cover to a comic actually a batgirl comic um that dc comics was going to publish but ended up pulling and um thought we could just get into that and talk about that for a little bit um the comic book cover it's a variant cover mm-hmm. in celebration celebration quote unquote um no i think it's fair to say celebration of the joker character which is really like one of the most iconic characters in the dc you know really in all yeah, of comics in all uh, in all of maybe, comics. maybe the um, most well-known villain in all of comics maybe i i think that's actually fair to say mm-hmm. um yeah who would you put number two on that list uh lex luther the mandarin yeah i thought so um mandarin uh paste pot pete or what's sticky pete or what's that porcupine <laughs> pete Porcupine Pete? No, seriously, who would be number two, though? Um, Lex, Lex, Lex Luthor, Green Goblin, maybe Doctor Doom. You really put Green Goblin as the number three? Well, on that? okay, maybe Doctor Doom. Doctor Doom. Loki. Loki now, for sure, because of the movies. Doc Ock? Doc Ock's up there. I would say Loki, because, Loki. at least for this generation, because of the movies, he's such a prominent villain in the movies that I think, uh, you know. Right. 
And Tom well, anyway, Hiddleston get, plays plays yeah. him so well. Anyway, getting back to this cover, um, it was interesting. They they went they reached out to a Brazilian artist named Rafael Albuquerque, who you believe has a fake name, even though I think everyone uh, as, has a fake name. Yeah. <laughs> as I explained, Brazilians just have naturally weird names, um, so it doesn't actually. I, I wasn't phased at all by that, but um, okay. he he created a cover. Mm-hmm. That was essentially an homage to um, one of the best-known Batman stories called The Killing Joke, which was written by Alan Moore. Right. Um, very well-known comic. Prolific comic Prolific writer. Prolific yeah. comic writer um, who did... Uh, he did a, what, what is, a very uh, celebrated run on Swamp Thing. <laughs> That's right. Uh, he did a lot of other stuff, uh, including some really popular things. What, what are some of the other things he did? Uh, I mean, he... He's done uh ah, now I'm starting to blank but he he did he did a a story in Superman called The Man of Tomorrow uh that's right. pretty well known um, I mean he also did Watchmen which is like a big Watchmen right right I don't know how I'm blanking on that of course um, Watchmen which was also made into a movie V for Vendetta which was made into a movie yeah League, League of, of Extraordinary, Extraordinary Gentlemen, Gentlemen which he 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 unfortunately was made into a movie right he he is um pretty much disavowed any connection to that film. Uh, he, and I believe he was also not too happy with V for Vendetta, if I'm right. not mistaken. And I yeah. think he wasn't that happy with Watchmen, even though it's a pretty literal take on, on the comic source material. He seems like a curmudgeon type character. He is. He's so a bit of a Yeah, it doesn't surprise too. me. But The Killing Joke, I'm, I'm going to let you take over because um, you're definitely a lot more familiar with this comic. Um, mm-hmm. Just kind of quickly, I'm sure a lot of people know about it, but... Um, Essentially, give us the the Just plot a breakdown. Super if you brief will. synopsis. Okay, so the killing and joke. Kind of, you know, yeah, go ahead. The killing joke. Uh, maybe other than uh, Dark Knight, uh, Dark Knight Returns is maybe the most well-known Batman story. It's a standalone story written by Alan Moore. Uh, came out in, I believe you looked it up, 1988. It's about tw- right? 25 years ago. Uh, different time, definitely than what we what we're dealing with now, but. Uh, it's essentially a story about where the Joker kidnaps Barbara Gordon, who is Batgirl, and uh, he you know, ties her up and beats her. Uh, he ends up shooting her uh, through, you know, like through her stomach, and it, it like hits her spine. She ends up becoming paralyzed. Um, as she's laying there bleeding and, you know, sensibly dying, um, it's sort of suggested that he may have... Uh, sexually you know, assaulted her. Right. Sexually assaulted her, or you know something of that nature. They don't show it in the comic. Um, even in those grittier '80s, uh, mid to late '80s times, they didn't show that kind of thing. But they, it is sort of implied. And uh, what ends up happening is he then kids, kidnaps uh, Commissioner Gordon, who's of course her father. He puts him through like a fun house, and I'm you can't see what I'm doing. I'm doing fun house in air quotes. Mm. Oh, uh, no, that's like I like that. Thanks for the uh, description. Now <laughs> I can visualize it. Thank no, you. Uh, it's like we're on NPR, and um, <laughs> so, uh, but essentially, he puts uh, Commissioner Gordon through this fun house where there's just pictures of Barbara like bleeding and being assaulted all over the place, and then he he basically tries to get Commissioner Gordon to kill him. Um, and then uh, Batman steps in and convinces Gordon not to kill him, which I just think is insane. Um, right. You know, I don't know how you well, can convince anyone. Yeah. It's a comic book, of course, for story. I want to but... get back to that storyline, but just to, to kind of, um, to, I guess, go back to the, the cover um, and why it was controversial since you've kind of set up mm-hmm. the, the main issue there, or the main, um, I guess, kind of 
big plot point that most people remember from the killing joke um, is that the cover depicts Joker holding a Batgirl hostage and uh, Joker's smiling. He's got one arm around her shoulder and he's holding a gun. And the, with the other hand, he's painted a smiley face on her in either blood or red ink. And it looks she like just looks blood. terrified. Yeah. Yeah. And she just looks terrified and is crying. Um, it's a callback to obviously this issue, which came out in 88. It was a, a, a big storyline in the Batman world. I think um, you were saying, you know, it's one of the best known Batman storylines up there with the Dark Knight. Um, but of course, a lot of people saw this cover and felt it was really just um, in bad taste. And inappropriate. That, um, yeah. Inappropriate. Um, because it's, you know, it's maybe people thought it was just kind of making light of, of a very serious topic, which is, you know, sexual assault. Sexual assault is, is nothing to joke about, of course. Right. Nothing to joke about. Um, so DC actually responded, and... Um, no pun intended. This <laughs> Albuquerque uh, guy um, said that, you know, he didn't he didn't want his uh, cover to be published if, if, if people found it offensive, and DC ended up not publishing it. But, right. I mean, it was... Uh, there was kind of an interesting discussion that came up um, about it. And, you know, when we were kind of talking off air, I asked you if you if you thought a storyline like The Killing Joke, which, like we said, is one of the most popular Batman stories, would see the green, you know, would be greenlit nowadays or would even see the light of day. And you said that you didn't think it would. You don't think that that storyline would be acceptable nowadays. Yeah, without a doubt in my mind, I, I don't think that that story could be published uh, today. Um, you know, it's a different, it's a different world we live in now. And uh, as important as that comic was, and it really changed all of the central characters, uh, sort of their trajectory and kind of how we viewed them. It made, it fleshed them out. It gave them, um, you know, uh, larger character yeah. arcs uh, for Barbara right. Gordon, commissioner Gordon, Joker and Batman. But that being said, I don't I don't feel that the way society kind of works now that that's the kind of story you could tell. Not in the same way, at least. Um, yeah. Do you think so? I mean, obviously, a lot of the outrage over this cover was just this image. You know, it mm -hmm. wasn't. You know, and I, I wonder if there's there's a difference there between telling a story that involves sexual assault. You know, in a, I don't know what the word would be, more responsible way. Yeah. Over in just one image that seems to. It's almost like exploitation, it's, right? It's almost like yeah, exactly. Um, and part of me w wonders if you, you you still could do a story like this, um, but maybe but maybe something that's just such an like an easily um, something not so described. easily disposable. Like, a, like yeah, an image, right? Because it's right? just it's just one image, which can be completely taken out of, out of context. context, right? Uh, yeah, I completely agree. I I think I think if you have a nuanced story that has real consequence for what happens, then yeah, you you could tell that story. Um, yeah, but you would need to show real consequence of action there. Um, now, here's the interesting thing, though, and I'm not trying to advocate for sexual assault or anything like that. I want to make that very very clear, but um, the interesting thing that came out of the killing joke, uh, in 1988 was that it eventually led to Barbara Gordon becoming a character called Oracle. Mm. Um, now Oracle was essentially Batman's ally and she was his eyes and ears and really connected into 
kind of the information world and was very good about, you know, making Batman aware of kind of what was going on or where he needed to focus his attention. And uh, she became a very strong female character in the DC universe as Oracle. Um, I think many would argue that maybe beyond Wonder Woman, uh, she was maybe the second uh, most uh, revered character, uh, female character. And, and I've actually seen her referenced in a few different feminist, uh, you know, dialogues and texts, um, as, as, as an example of like an empowered woman, which is great. Mm -hmm. And, and of course you couldn't have, I mean, the Oracle character came out of the killing joke storyline. So it's sort of interesting how long term they took something which was a very heavy and disturbing subject matter such as uh, sexual assault and they eventually turned it into this really empowered female character um, there was actually a lot of controversy because recently in DC, in the DC universe they gave Barbara Gordon the ability to walk again hence she's Batgirl again right right um, and there was there was a little bit of backlash about that like people felt like no, Yudri had established this really powerful woman who was also disabled, who happened to be disabled. She wasn't really defined by it. And now you're taking that away. So there was some controversy there. Um, ultimately, uh, from what I've seen, I haven't read any of the new Batgirl, but they just recently got a new creative team on the comic. It's been getting really good reviews from what I've seen. Uh, this has been the first real controversy since the since that change. Um, you know, the, the thing that DC is doing with these variant covers, it's, it's all in celebration of the Joker, right? It's his 75th anniversary of the creation of the Joker. Uh, but the article that I had read, um, that, that you pointed me to was that the interesting thing was that, um, I'm losing my train of thought for a second here. Oh, <laughs> the interesting thing was that this was the only cover that showed, uh, a character sort of depowered. Um, you know, you mean someone not that's not the Joker? Is that what that's you mean? not the Joker, right? So, like, you know, the Joker is doing all this stuff in all these other comics on the variant covers, but it's either fun or it's like an homage to the Joker in some way. Mm -hmm. This is the only one where you have the centralized character of the comic, which is Batgirl. It's her comic book, and she's victimized on the cover. So I think, th I yeah, think that I was think, another yeah. reason why people I, responded. I think the you're way right. And I think it's also the fact that it's tied to a quote unquote celebration of the Joker that makes it problematic, too, because it's almost not that I think the intention at all is to is to celebrate or to uh, somehow, you know, support anything that he does in, 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 in the killing joke. But um, but because you're putting this out as a. Like I said, I guess I keep using that word, celebration of this character lasting for 75 years. It comes across a little weird, almost like you're 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 <laughs> celebrating with him, you know? Um, right, right. Cuz he's cuz he's coming looking kind of victorious um in his, you know, domination of this character. Um anyway, um it's 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 an interesting story and I I, I can kind of see both sides of it. Um uh, but I th I think it was probably the responsible thing to take it down. Um I would I, I would hope that you know you could still make nuanced storylines like the Killing Joke nowadays, but I think I think what what is harder to do is stuff stuff like this where, 
um, you know, it just takes a couple people online to be offended by it, and you gotta you gotta take it down. But I, like I said, I'm not I'm not trying to make light of of the, right. the complaints because I think there's some actual legitimate ones, and I'll, I'll actually read one because I thought it was interesting. Um, mm-hmm. Someone wrote a, a violent, bloody cover of a weeping Batgirl as the man who molested her smiles by her side is sickening. It's disgusting. And I am tired of her scenes in The Killing Joke being referenced while the serious issues involving her assault are casually ignored. And this person actually suggested that why not, instead of that cover, have one of Batgirl stepping on the Joker's face and, like, taking taking a selfie of it, um, which I guess is, like, part, uh, like, a, a trademark of hers now. Right, um, she's kind of, like, a hipsterish superhero now. Like, that's sort of her gimmick. Um uh, which again has been received really well in the comic community, as, as far as I know, and I, the reviews of the comic have been good. But yeah, I mean that's. I think it's interesting that they're taking, and I understand it's a celebration of the Joker, but again, this is the Batgirl comic. This is her comic book, and you're you're kind of harking back to the her worst defeat. <laughs> um, yeah, right. You're, you're right. sort of you're sort of. Um, glamorizing her, her lowest point as a character in terms of her worst defeat in in her storyline arc but also maybe the most um iconic moment in that character's existence right i mean being part of such a well-read and important storyline yeah well yeah yeah exactly and like i said that was sort of that sort of planted the seed for what became oracle which was so pivotal to the barbara gordon character but yeah, I mean, I'm right with you. I think they, you have to err on the side of caution with stuff like this. And although there are, in many instances, especially when it comes to comic books, right, there's a lot of fanatics, crazy Yahoo people, especially on the internet, uh, that will post things anonymously and get all in an uproar about the silliest things. But this is a very serious topic. And it's something that has a lot of uh, gravity to it. And it, it, it's something that a lot of people, unfortunately, a lot of readers and female readers, especially, uh, have have a connection to, unfortunately, in some instances, uh, and yeah. probably too many and, and definitely too many instances. So if you have this kind of outcry where you you have people saying, let's not let's not glamorize this, let's not promote this. Um, I think D.C. and um Raphael did the did the right thing to kind of step back and, and say, let's go about this a different way. I would have loved to have seen because, you know, the other thing is the Joker uh, for the killing joke. He's his sort of iconic attire is like um, beach shorts, a Hawaiian shirt, a sun hat, sunglasses and like this, like a right. camera, like he's a tourist. Right. So like, you, you know, like you said, like that commenter had had mentioned, if you had her taking a picture like beating up the like a beaten up joker with his camera like using his yeah. old school camera for the selfie that would have been really cool that's a really that cool idea cool. Yeah. um it's probably too late in the game for them to do something like that but that would that would have been really neat to see and you yeah, could have still I... called back to that kind of storyline without glamorizing the the explicit nature of what was going on there
anyway, dude, um, enough Batgirl Joker talk. Um, yeah, now let's, let's go. Let's to... let's do a, another uh, totally different medium, right? But now we instead of Batgirl Joker, we've got what Batman Iron Man. Oh, interesting. Batman. So we're gonna keep Iron with Man? the Batman theme going. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's all in the family. And that's right. As you guys know, I'm a I'm an Iron Man fan. Right. Um, was the first comic that I started collecting. Um, anyway, uh, one of the, I guess something that you had posted on on Facebook that was kind of interesting, and maybe we can touch on it, um, was the rise of the fan made comic book movies. And one of uh, one of the ones that I watched, it wasn't really a movie; it was more like a trailer of mm-hmm. what this movie could be. Mm-hmm. Involved Iron Man and Batman, I believe. It was like af- supposed to take place after I want to say Iron Man, the first Iron Man, first maybe Iron like- Man, mm-hmm. and second first, second, uh, Batman. Uh, second, second Batman, second right. Batman, second Batman. You obviously Nolan know more Batman. about this than I do. So. Well, no, no, <laughs> but, no. no. I just... But you know what? It looked it looked cool. Like I mean, I don't know how much money they put into this little trailer. It's a three minute trailer, and um, it looks really cool. Like it's not you know it's not as great as what you're going to see in theaters, but. Um, considering these are just like a couple of dudes doing this, right? It's not like some right. So it's not it, like some major studio. It's yeah, just like it's, some friends who got together and tried to make this trailer, and it's it's all CGI, and it and it looks pretty cool. Um, even the you know the scenes with Iron Man look look pretty cool. I thought. Um, yeah, I didn't honestly. I didn't even realize that it was CGI at first. I thought because uh, I think they they start in on kind of a dark shot of Batman and then Iron Man, and it just you know like it kind of looked like the movies do and right. it's by a group called root end um yeah it's just a short little trailer they're actually trying to get funding to create a f- well it's a full short film uh that's gonna be minutes. all cgi 15 minutes they did say that if they reached a certain dollar amount that they would push it to 30 minutes uh but there is a kickstarter uh for this particular short uh that they're doing uh, which is interesting because a lot of and I'll, we'll we'll go through a couple of other fan film stuff uh, in just a minute. Uh, but what makes what really kind of stuck out for me on this one is that I don't see a lot of Kickstarter projects for these kind of films. Usually because there's huge copyright issues, right? So <laughs> right. so I you don't ever see these things on on Kickstarter. This one's still up there. Uh, their their goal is ninety six thousand dollars. And right now they're just a shade under two thousand dollars into that goal. Uh, they still have like a month to go. So part of me wonders if the movie studios are thinking like, you know what, let's let them make this, mm-hmm. and then see what kind of reaction it gets. You know, because it's like Batman versus Iron Man is not currently anything that's being discussed. Right. But, um, at least not from the major studios. But you know, you got to think down the line. If there's enough money in it. These studios might, and you know, the, the two big comic book companies might start thinking, well, what if we did some crossover movies? You know, like that, there could be a lot of money in that. Um, so I, I wonder if almost they're looking at this as a, uh, a a bit of a guinea pig, like, hey, let's let's see what happens. Like, yeah, let's the, see if people actually put money into this, and then how many people actually watch this thing. Right. At the very least, it's um, it's free publicity for them for Marvel and DC. Right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, and they're always going to be able to do it better, right? I mean, pretty much. Um, well, yeah. So, I mean, who knows? Storyline-wise, you never know. But, I mean, they're always going to have more money to make this stuff look cooler. Uh, well, but I remember I yeah. remember there was a fan-made movie a while back that was, I think it was Batman versus Predator, I want to yeah. say. Yeah. 
And that was really cool. Yeah, and like, I have that. Since then, I yeah, and since then, I haven't seen anything quite like that. But you got to think that, you know, with as technology gets better and, you know, these kind of editing software, filming uh technology or equipment gets better and cheaper and, and easier to produce that we're going to start getting some really cool looking fan-made movies definitely yeah i mean there's a lot of controversy this is sort of comic book adjacent, but there's <laughs> i don't think you're using that right oh but, no it uh, is i don't know what you're going to say it's so. the power rangers fan film that came out oh recently. right it's not entirely comic book related but um, there's a lot of controversy because this guy made it on his own. James Vanderbeek's in it. Um, right. He's like a director. The guy that made it's like a real director, um, pulling some money from Vanderbeek and other people. And it's like this really well done fan film. Yep. It's like an adult take on Power Rangers. It's like a 15 minute movie. Uh, and then uh, I don't even know how to pronounce the name of the parent company, but it's like Sabin or Sybin. Nice. Um they they were like take it down you know they're the ones who own the okay. trademark for for power rangers and they were like take it down and he was trying to fight back and ultimately they decided to to let it go and he was able to put it back up but um you know it's kind of a, it's an it's an interesting question uh in terms of copyright and like what the you know the studios or the whoever the parent company is really wants to allow people to do um the thing with fan films is that it's generally they're made by people who are super huge fans of the source material. So at the very least, I think right. you, you get this sort of energy from these films that doesn't exist in, in any other space. And I mean, you know, as long as you can kind of get past the copyright, you can create these um, essentially like fantasy scenarios yeah. where you have characters from different universes facing off against each other mm -hmm. like batman versus iron man but i mean you could you could do anything you could yeah. create robocop could versus have... terminator exactly yeah. yeah um right so i don't know it's it's exciting to think about that um just because you know we we we, we could be getting quite a few cool fan movies to watch i just hope there's something that comes out soon that's <laughs> that's like that's like Batman versus Predator because that was that was so cool. I really like that. Yeah, like maybe Darkhawk versus a small oh mouse. Like, That's you just you just gave me my project right there. <laughs> I'm gonna make a fan made Darkhawk movie. Oh my god, that is so cool. Dude. Oh wow, that is so good. Okay. Well, people would love that. <laughs> I should not have brought that up. Why did I do that? Oh um, man, I can't. One wait interesting now. thing about the Kickstarter for the Batman for the Batman versus Iron Man. Uh, movie thing that's on kickstarter is that yep. for a thousand dollars if you pledge a thousand dollars to the project they will make a cgi version of yourself and put you in the movie that's pretty cool so maybe that's pretty damn cool maybe a roundabout way of getting your dark hawk fan film made is to pledge a thousand dollars and right. then when they ask you for a picture of yourself just send them a picture of dark hawk <laughs> Yeah, and then it'll be like the post credits. Yeah, it'll be thing. the reveal at the end. Where it's like, oh man, we really dodged a bullet, but uh, you know what? We never found out who uh, who caused all that mayhem. And then yeah, and then, well, then but then, yeah. then then it just cuts to the visor and the red light, like yep, and is and then that's it. 
And then it's like, oh, it's not only Darkhawk, but he's evil now. Yeah. What? I oh, mean, that would man. just that would destroy the universe. That, that actually, I kind of now I kind of I kind of talked myself You're into in it. it now. <laughs> You're <laughs> in it. Yes. Oh man. You're so, in it. So yeah. So um, you know, we're we're a we're a free podcast here in CBC, and and we we don't even ask for donations. But if anyone wants to. <laughs> To to pay to the Kickstarter yeah. and then just put you know Ig's name in there somewhere and maybe he can get enough money together to get Darkhawk in the film. Um, we're that yeah, that's my get, goal. Let's yeah. get Darkhawk somewhere. Just, let's just let's, get him somewhere. Let's shoehorn shoehorn him into this Batman <laughs> Iron Man film. Um, there's another uh, thing that I stumbled upon about a week or two ago. Actually, that's really cool. There are, there are a group called Bat in the Sun on YouTube and okay. Uh, they're like a fan collective. They also they interview a lot of people in the industry, in the comic industry. But they also started doing this kind of neat thing. Um, the episode I saw, and I don't think you've seen it yet, but uh, I'll be you know I'm gonna link everyone to it, and I hope you get to see it as well. Like, but they do this thing where they on Facebook. Are you gonna link everyone on Facebook? Is that what you're saying? I will on Facebook on www.facebook.com forward slash Neil Before Pod, which would be That's... a great name. Oh my God, that sounds like such a great podcast. podcast. Such a great name. Okay. So. Um, but the the episode I saw was, uh, so what essentially they do is they take two characters from different universes. Right. And they, they pose the question to the fans, who would win in this fight? And the episode I what saw. What a great idea. What a great fucking concept. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. It's Batman versus Darth Vader. Again, more Batman stuff. Batman is a, a very popular person to have him fight against people, I guess. Uh, yeah. Batman versus Darth Vader, and then they have people vote, and then based on how the voting goes, they make a short film showing that fight. So I won't. Ruin... So that's already happened. Yeah, that's already happened. Oh, I, I won't even God. ruin the ending. It's really good. In fact, they got such positive response from this particular short film that they released the alternate ending, which is the other person the winning. I'm not going to yeah. tell who you who wins what, but. We'll link it, and in, in, I hope everyone enjoys it. It's really well done. The production value is really high for a, for a, like a fan-made film. I never understood why everyone likes putting Batman in these fights, because even though, yes, he does tend to win in the comics, he always goes into every fight as the underdog, essentially. Right. Because Cause if he's you're fighting someone who has superpowers, yeah. right. you're going to fuck... I mean, yeah, in, in the comic world, fine, you use your ingenuity to, to win or whatever, you know, but... Right. In, you know, if that actually happened in some kind of real-world scenario where superpowers existed, Batman would get destroyed. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. They every just, fucking they time. They just rip his arms off or whatever. He would get killed. It's it That is, like, the most... A logical thing that's really happened in the Batman universe is th- that Batman's still alive. I think people... <laughs> I th- <laughs> that's maybe my favorite quote from you of all time. In, in, <laughs> wow. At, at okay. least in CBC context. Right. Um, um, I think the reason people like Batman so much in these scenarios is that because he's so human, he's like the human element, and it's it's a little easier yeah, for people right. to relate. And like they like to think, well, if I were Batman, this is what I would do. But anyway, the yeah. film is is really really good. Um, they do a whole series of these things, and they're they're all worth checking out. They also recently just released this kind of other thing, side project, I guess they did. It's called the Waiting Room, hmm. and oh right, it's yeah. basically like it's Elektra from Daredevil and the Punisher from the Punisher, and they're in a waiting room, like it's maybe like a doctor's office or something, 
and they're sitting and they're just kind of like reading magazines and making awkward chit chat to one another. Then Spider-Man shows up and it just gets even more awkward. And it's, it's, a, <laughs> it's like a little three minute thing. It's kind of funny in some spots. Um, but this bat in the sun group that they're, they're doing something really interesting with that versus series. And I do recommend that, that everyone that likes comic What's books, your, if you like that, if kind you, of thing, if you had out. your, uh, if you had your druthers, what, uh, what would be the what would be the next episode? I mean, I of course would like to see Spidey do something. I'm such a Spider-Man fan. Okay, well right? that's not a surprise. But Spidey versus who? Um, let's see. I would say maybe Spidey versus the Flash. Hmm, would be kind of cool. I don't know. What about Spider-Man can... versus Spider-Girl? Yeah. Do they have equivalent powers? More or less, yeah. They're pretty. So it would be a draw, or they would maybe both die at the same time. Well, I would think Spider-Man might win because he has sort of the. Because you're a exper- sexist. No, because he has. Because you're. Because you think men are better. Because he has the experience. He's got oh, a wow. lot more experience. Is all. Wow. Okay. Just lost all the feminist oh, listeners. Wow. I and I gained. I tried so hard to gain them at the beginning of the podcast. They saw right through that. They saw on. right through that. All right. Um. So okay, and then mine. What? No, yeah. mine would be Darkhawk Iron Man, of course. Okay, Darkhawk so possibly, uh, you know, I don't even know what Darkhawk is. I'm not even going to pretend to know. He could be anything. He's uh, he's he wears versus, dark clothes. Versus misogynist alcoholic Tony Stark. Right. Because you Darkhawk see... could yeah. Because exactly. you see yourself in in Tony Stark, right? <laughs> yeah think thanks for that uh no but i would think because that is tony stark's weakness that would have to be incorporated into the versus storyline right like dark hawk would have to you know show up out of costume and be like hey man do you have a hard day maybe we should have a drink and then you know liquor him up and then like just kidding i'm dark hawk prepare to die and then you got drunk iron man against sober dark hawk I mean, he's isn't... just been like he's not actually drinking the whole time. He's just like spitting it out strategically. Yeah, he's like so. Darkhawk's like Cyclops, and that he can shoot out of his eyes, and is and like the Punisher, and that he just uses his fists <laughs> in fighting <laughs> so, fighting ability. So anyone can use his fists, though, really. Yeah, but you know, according to the comics, he seems to be pretty good at using his fists. Whereas Iron Man can also shoot stuff and fly, but you know has armor. I mean, these are your guys, so you're, right, guys. you're basically I, arguing against yourself here. Uh, yeah, that's the one thing is that I couldn't pick a winner. I would just have them maybe call it a draw and be like, eh, good effort, and then go back to the bar. Anyway, dude, I feel like this whole versus thing has a lot of legs. Definitely. I mean, it's it's a cool idea. Maybe that's why DC decided to go Batman versus Superman for their next movie. Um, yeah, because that's such an even fight. Yeah. <laughs> Right, but I mean, it, it, it sort of piques the versus interest. Um, yeah, definitely. But you know, okay. Well, I mean, like I said, check out Bat Bat in the Sun. I mean, I'm not affiliated with them in any way. CBC is not affiliated with them in any way. It's just something cool that's on the internet, and we think you guys would like it. Okay, and switching gears uh, into something that is movie related, not fan film related, but big boy studio stuff. Um, mm-hmm. some small Marvel tidbit news, uh, or actually Fox, I guess. 
for the Deadpool film, they had announced that T.J. Miller was was in the cast, but they didn't really mention who he was going to play. Well, T.J. Miller took it upon himself, uh, probably got the permission from Fox, to tweet out uh, some kind of cryptic stuff, but basically indicating that he was going to be playing a character named Weasel, uh, who's essentially like Deadpool's sort of sidekick in the comic. Um, Not super huge news, uh, you know, but I do like T.J. Miller as a comedian and an actor. I did this really funny bit on one of his stand-ups where the last, like, three minutes of his stand-up is just him trying to eat, like, a two-foot sandwich, <laughs> um, which and for, is... For those who don't know him, he's also in the, the HBO show Silicon Valley. Um, he plays the uh, the guy who kind of has the, the startup company, the kind of douchey uh, boss of everyone. Oh, he's, like, the millennial exec yeah, yeah. CEO he's guy? Like... <laughs> yeah. So that uh, shows, and that shows, awesome uh, produced or created by Mike Judge, right? That's of, right. Yeah, like, that's right. Office um, space. Do you know? I mean, do you know anything about this sidekick character? Because T.J. Miller is actually like a pretty tall, big guy. Like, yeah, he would probably look bigger on screen than Ryan Reynolds. So Ryan Reynolds is pretty tall, so maybe not. But is he is he just going to be doing the voice of this character, or is he actually going to like show up? In no, the I mean it's a it's a guy. It's not like he's yeah. not like a superhero or like a sidekick in the in the. Um, in the traditional sense, he's. I could actually see that working because I think him and Ryan Reynolds would probably have pretty good chemistry. I think like they could they could have some good kind of comedic banter those two. Yeah, so you know uh, he was also in Big Hero Six, which is a Marvel superhero animated film, Disney film. Uh, yeah, um, my my wife was so confused by that. She's like, "How did they already make the sixth one of that? Like, I thought the first one just came out." <laughs> oh man. That's that's hilarious. I never thought about it that way, but that totally makes sense. How? Yeah, she was really confused. Yeah, I mean, I don't. <laughs> that. Yeah, I could see how someone would get confused by that. Okay, we pretty much talked about the comic book news, but uh, we're not going to leave you there because we got a bit of a surprise. Um, we are going to play the show that has taken over the nation. Um, what he do? What he do? Yeah. Um, we played this game already once on this show. Basically, the premise is uh, we each get to pick three random, obscure comic book characters and just name them by name. And the other person has to guess what that person's power is. Um, last time you, ready you won. To play? Uh, last, last time, time I won, won uh, yeah. I believe I, I guessed two and out of the three correctly. <clears throat> correct. And, and a stunning guessed, upset. Yeah. You guessed, one. I think, one, one, one and a half. One and a half, yeah. So uh, round. This is, uh, this is round two. Um, this game is always a lot of fun. And uh, let's, see, let's see how we do. I, I got some pretty tough ones, I got to say. Uh, I don't know which ones you picked, but... Um, we each get to do three, so um, yeah. let's start now, with... Uh, since you won last time, I, I, okay. you get to choose. Do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? Um, I, I want to I finish um, or have the, the chance to, to be the last person to go, so I'm going to make you go first. Okay. Um, we're going to start off with a character, a Marvel character, who goes by the name Caledonia. Oh, man. Is that spelled with a K or a C? I'll spell it. I think that's fair. Uh, C-A-L. 
E D O N I A, Caledonia. Oh, man. Now, see, I wonder if this is another, like, you know, the way you did last time where you were using, like, Latin roots of words and stuff. and Use anything you got, man. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying, you. I, I wonder if I should be keying in on that somehow. <laughs> um, oh, man. Caledonia. Caledonia um, has... Uh, like a like a Doctor Jekyll Mister Hyde type ability where uh, doesn't really change appearance, but when angered or stressed out, uh, gains above human strength and savage rage ability, and um, that's pretty much it. Maybe loses some intelligence in that in that uh, transformation. Uh, yeah, no. Um, she is basically just a good warrior. Uh, she's descended from a long line of Scottish warrior champions. Her powers include unarmed combat, swordsmanship, super strength, weapon master, stamina, agility, and of course, attractive female. Attractive female. Okay, so that's a big zero for big me. Big zero. <laughs> big womp womp womp. Yep. Womp. Yep. Okay, so your your first character mm-hmm. is named <laughs> Unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is a a mystical mi- uh, mythical creature who um, I would imagine has a unicorn head. Or at least some kind of pointy object at some point in the, on their body. <laughs> Preferably not in the groin area. That would be kind of weird. But um, I'm going to say Unicorn has the ability to summon rainbows. He shoots rainbows. Okay. Final answer. Unicorn does not shoot rainbows. Okay. <clears throat> Unicorn has appeared in 115 issues. Oh my god. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. I had no idea who he was. He's a longtime enemy of Iron Man. Oh my so god. Not the 115 issues that you've read. Yeah. A longtime enemy of Iron Man and a foe of the Winter Guard. Milos Masaryk <laughs> was once a Soviet intelligence agent who was tracking the original Crimson Dynamo. Down, who defected to America. He wears technology stolen from Dynamo, and he first appeared in Tales of Suspense number 56. Unicorn can shoot a beam out of his helmet. Of course. Now, this is no ordinary beam. This beam can be a concussive force, a laser, or microwave energy. So he can have a rainbow. No, no rainbow is mentioned. He can make a hot pocket, though. He that's also a, has super strength thanks to his costume and can project a shield around his body described as being able to withstand 100 tons of TNT. Oh my god, I didn't realize this is such a big character. So this of all the characters we've named on this show and the show's history, you know, the uh what he do show. Um this is the one who probably has the most chance of actually being in a comic movie. We, <laughs> yeah. I mean, right? Cuz I mean we 
we're going to be getting Iron Man movies once we go start going down the villain chain. You know, how, how far be right down there. the chain is Unicorn? Well, for Iron Man villains, not apparently not, not that very far. far. Yeah, like maybe because maybe two they more already movies. did Mandarin. Maybe Fing Fang Foom. Oh, I would man. love to see some of that. I would love some Fing Fang Foom. Yeah, that'd be so. Cool. That'd be great. Come on, Marvel. We know you're listening. Yeah. Give the people I, what they want. Okay. He also has en- enhanced strength and, and durability. Um, so at zero to zero. Uh, <laughs> All right, man. You ready for ahead. your next one? Your yeah, next what's, character what's my is second character. Bruticus. Did you hear that? Okay. <laughs> Can I get that one more time? Yeah, Bruticus. Bruticus. Okay. Bruticus is, I know, is a transformer of some sort in Transformers, but that's this is not that. That is not that. Um, I'm gonna say Bruticus. He actually sounds kind of familiar to me. I want to say he's a villain. Hmm. Maybe a Hawkeye villain or a Hercules villain or maybe a Thor villain. Okay. Um, maybe none of the above. But I want to say he definitely has st- enhanced strength. And... <laughs> right. Um, uh, let's see. What else? He's a warrior. You're... Okay. And, I, I think you need to go more specific here. Okay. Well, okay. Uh, he's uh, not an attractive male. <laughs> and um, he... Okay, so I don't know how specific this is, but like he's strong, but not like Hulk strong. Like maybe Hercules strong. Like stronger so than Captain America, okay. but not as strong as the Hulk. So what you're saying is this guy's mega power and or power is essentially that he's just a strong a strong person. Physically strong. Well, physically overpowering. And okay. uh let's see. And he's uh, uh and he's the he has like enhanced durability or like tough skin. Like maybe bullets couldn't penetrate his skin. Is this is this your final answer? Or? That's my final answer. Well, yeah. I don't know. I don't know whether to give this to you. Um, I think I'm going to give you half credit because you missed really his main power, which is magic. But um, oh. he also does possess super strength, um, which I would imagine most of these characters do. So I'm, I'm hesitant to give it to you, but I'm going to give it to you anyway because that is number two on the list. Uh, but Bruticus is the son of the warlock Nicholas Scratch. He was born in the supernatural village of New Salem, along with six siblings which came to be known as Salem 7. Uh, he was uh, mag- he can magically assume a mutated form in which he possessed superhuman strength. Even in human form, he had limited abilities to wield magic. Wow. Okay, Bruticus. You know what? You know what? I almost feel like maybe you shouldn't give me half a point. <laughs> because it really does sound we like need... magic is kind of... Okay, well, let's, we do let's need, go with Yeah, we point. need some kind of rule here. But I think because it's number two on the list... I'm gonna give it to you. I'm gonna give you okay. half. Okay. I think it should be up to the person. Yeah. That, no, I that think knows who the character is. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I almost don't know if I should give you this guy next or go save him for last because it his thing is so good. But I'll go and give him to you now. Wait, I thought this was last. Is it we're, not? We're, we're doing three characters. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Go for it. You have you have a third character, right? I'm sorry, I got confused. Go for it. Okay. 
Your character's name is. <laughs> your character's name is Left Winger. <laughs> oh my God! What? That doesn't give me shit. Okay, Left Winger. Left winger, by the way, is a position on a soccer field. So this guy could just be a soccer player. But uh, I'm going to assume the wing is in reference to a plane. Uh, maybe this guy's a pilot or he can fly. Um, I'm going to say this person can definitely fly, is probably really fast. And That's probably only going to give me half credit if it's right. But that's that's all I can think of. I'm going to say this this person is just really fast and can fly. Okay. So it's sort of like a falcon type character. Kind of like a falcon. Okay. You're 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 wrong. But he <laughs> is Captain America related. So you don't oh, get okay. any points for that, but just know right. that. He appeared in 33 issues and I'll get to what his powers are. But let right. me let me give you a little bit of backstory on Left Winger cuz it's it is good. It is good stuff. Okay. Okay, Left Winger is a friend of John Walker, also known as U.S. Agent. Uh, U.S. Agent is like this Captain America Jace character from like the (laughs) 80s. Um, He was a former wrestler given super strength by the Power Broker. Are we talking about Left Winger right now? Yeah, I'm talking about Left Winger. Is a former wrestler... Yes, oh a former God. wrestler given super strength by the power broker. Here's the next sentence. This is awesome. Yeah. I'll try to say it without laughing. <laughs> I can't do it. He's dead now. <laughs> okay, wait. Let's throw He's dead now, having committed suicide. Oh my god, that's bad. So not, not, that's not, not funny. Lot. Suicide, of course, is not a, a funny thing, but just the way they wrote this. He's dead now, having committed suicide. His name was Hector Lennox. He served in the army with John Walker. When Walker became the super patriot, this was before U.S. agent. When Walker became the super patriot, Lennox became one of his bold urban commandos, or Bucky's. When Steve Rogers, the original Captain America, decided to give up his identity, rather than blindly serving the government, Walker was given the mantle. This left Lennox out in the cold and pretty ticked off. Lennox and another buddy became known as Left Winger and Right Winger. They decided to expose Walker to the media as the new Captain America in order to ruin his new quote-unquote career. The outcome was not quite what they expected. Walker's parents were kidnapped and killed in front of him. (laughs) Jesus. Blind with rage, Walker sought out vengeance against his former partners. After fighting Walker, Lennox was left seriously burnt from an explosion and ended up taking his own life. Lennox started out as a wrestler in the Unlimited Class League after receiving super strength from the Power Broker. Left winger is a, is formidable in hand-to-hand combat and carries a plasma torch as a weapon. <laughs> so he's just strong. That's essentially his Yeah, he's his just power. strong. And he has a plasma torch. What if you, like, were, like, collecting comics because you really wanted... Or, like, you were reading that issue because you were just... Or that storyline because you were really into left winger. And you were like, oh, I really like where this character's going. And then you, like, pick up that issue... 
and you're like, oh, I want, you know, I really want to see what happens with left winger. Like, I really think this guy's character has legs. Like, you know, they could really do a lot of stuff with this guy. Right. And then you get to the scene where he just offs himself. That's, that's got to be a real low point for a comic book fan, I would think. To see your favorite character kill himself? Yeah. That's got to be it's pretty rough. dark. That's a, that's a bad day. I wonder if that comic was written in 1988. <laughs> <laughs> Along they, with the, the yeah. You don't hear a lot about superheroes committing suicide. Uh, not, not a very uh, uh, common storyline. All right, yeah, well, I no, fucked no. that up. I'm 0 for 2. You're at 0.5 right now. 0.5. So you got Limping a big opportunity along. here. You could, you could actually Who win this one. Who is my third one. character? You can actually win this one what if do you, you get do? this one right. Your third character is a character that goes by the name Antimatter. Now, is, you... Yeah. Is it Antimatter or Antimatter? I knew this was going to be your first question. It's Antimatter, and it's spelled A-N-I hyphen m-a-t-o-r antimatter all right antimatter has the ability to change their molecular structure of themselves (laughs) (laughs) into other other types of um like objects or materials so they can become uh like uh you know like a rock type surface material or you know maybe like porous liquid or gaseous form so they have the ability to change their chemical structure of their of their body this is kind of a trick question because antimatter actually doesn't have any superpowers god damn it dude (laughs) he's a geneticist uh and in the description, it just says that he can essentially, uh, he's capable of creating mutants. But yeah. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you the answer because under listed powers, genetic mutation manipulation is one of them. It's not exactly what you were saying, but it's close enough. Maybe um, half a point there. I'll give you half a point. So so far, you're you got one, one point. point. All right, so you've zero. got you've got a chance to tie here. And here's the other thing we haven't really thought ahead of what if we both tie what if we both tie? you know what we should have done is make the last question double points so that instead of so now you actually have like instead so if two points was the total you could have gotten for antimatter you got a one point so now you're up to 1.5 and if i get this right entirely i get two points and win Okay, so what you're essentially saying is now I have 1.5 points, but if you get this last one right, you get two points. I'm essentially saying I just rigged the game to my benefit, yeah. I know, I, but I'm, I think that's fair. Okay. I think that's a good way to do it. Yeah. So, yeah, we are... I mean, we could still tie under this scenario, but not today. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. You basically yeah. just saved yourself for this week. So the character, your last character, I'm going to say it's slow and clear is coffee okay so <laughs> you're return you're referring to the beverage coffee is that how it's spelled it's spelled k-o-f-i what the fuck K-O- coffee. oh like actually i believe that's pronounced kofi maybe kofi kofi i believe that's I believe it's pronounced kofi um there's actually a wrestler who has that name his name is kofi kingston 
And uh, now that's kind of like in my mind, and all, all I'm thinking about is Kofi Kingston, so that's kind of messing with me. Um, Kofi, fuck. Um, nope, that, not one of their powers. Not one of the powers? Fucking ability? Does any comic book character... Is any comic book character known for being a great lover? Uh, Poison Ivy. Any male character? Uh, the Gigolo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm man. not sure that's a real character, but if it is, that's probably his power. I have a feeling uh, Spider-Man would probably be bad. Would probably be known for being kind of lame. Really? Because he's like super agile. I, yeah, I but don't, he's like young and inexperienced, probably. Oh, uh, okay. Um, I don't know if we should really move into that subject. I think that's what the next episode's going to be about, actually, next week. Tune look, in you're, for... You're, look, you're just who? stalling here. Okay. Can you please tell me what Kofi does? All right. Kofi, this is like a complete shot in the dark. Kofi has the ability to... Kofi. Kofi. Speak to me, Kofi. <laughs> Kofi. Kofi can see into the future. Kofi is a a prophet, if you will. Okay. Is a Professor X type character. Okay. So mental ability? Mental abilities. Final answer. Final answer. Kofi appeared in 44 issues, is an alien ally of Power Pack. Kofi okay, so is I nailed this... it. No. Kofi... Kofi is the son of Yurik and Anami, white, white main, and therefore, of course, Jesus. heir to the throne of the Chameleons. Of course. The Chameleons are, <laughs> I don't even know how to pronounce this, Allegornthropes. Allegornthropes? Allegornthropes, which are werehorses. <laughs> oh my god. Often mistaken for centaurs. Who are Is also allegoranthropes, but have human torsos and horse extremities. <laughs> or human torsos. Wait, hybrids. is Kofi a werehorse? Yes. Oh my god, dude. How the <laughs> fuck was I supposed to guess werehorse? <laughs> I don't know. Anytime I get one of these now, I'm going to say werehorse. That's... He was born with powers that are rare in the chameleon race and is therefore a non-human mutant. Kofi has the ability to teleport himself over small distances. Hmm. He has shown signs of latent powers that only certain chameleons get, i.e. gravity manipulation, energy projection, density powers, force field projection, and air manipulation, uh, as well as healing powers. If he manages to fully master these werehorse powers, <laughs> he will become a chameleon sorcerer and could become more powerful than even the mighty power pack. I want to see, you know, we were talking about verses. I want to see some Kofi in one of those. Who would be like a good person for Kofi to fight against? What would a good werehorse? Like, um, like what it, would you not watch Kofi versus Juggernaut? How about Kofi versus like Rocket Racer? Oh, what about it- Kofi versus Rocket Raccoon? Yeah. Kofi, that actually would be great because because Kofi's like not human, right? He's like horse, right. and then Rocket's of course you know a raccoon. That would be awesome. Uh, that would be great. Good job, man. That would be great if they <laughs> they went from Batman, Batman Darth Invader, 
take Kofi. Kofi versus Rocket Raccoon. All right, come on, Batman, Bat in the Sun. Yeah. YouTube group, you heard us. Bring the fans what they want. Kofi versus Rocket Raccoon. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so I was definitely wrong on that. So teleportation is one of Kofi's powers. Any Anything else? No, that's it. That's it? Just teleportation? That's it? No, no, no. Teleportation. Uh, well, yeah, teleportation. But then if he he fully realizes his werehorse powers... <laughs> He might have gravity manipulation, energy projection, and density powers. Unbelievable. This Whatever. guy's got everything. If if he realizes his potential. As a I kind of like that, actually. That's a great little gimmick. Like, you don't really have your full powers unless you reach your potential. Whatever that means. But yeah. So he could fight at like a 70% version of himself. <laughs> yeah. That's actually kind of a neat idea. They might want to it try is. to do that in one of the movies with some character. It is kind of cool, actually. I like that. Yeah. On that note, man, um, I All think right, we got to wrap up well, today's with show. With that, I am the victor of what he do. Yeah, this I mean, time. let's not concentrate on that part of it. But, you know, it was fun. It was a good time. I just love finding out about these random characters, honestly. I really don't care. Yeah, who and there's this. so many of them. We could just play this every day. Um, all right, man. Yeah. Well, um Okay, uh, just as a teaser for next week, I should be able to watch a few more episodes of Powers between now and next week, so I might have an updated review on how that show's going. Nice. Um, the Brian Michael Bendis uh, Powers series. And, oh, you uh, know, I did want to follow up with something that we mentioned on a previous podcast. Not like anyone's actually like waited with, waiting with bated breath, but we mentioned that Robert Downey Jr. was going to make an announcement uh, a right. while back. Uh, and his tweet was like, in eight days, I have a big announcement. And we we had all these theories of what it could possibly be. Uh, it turned out to not be any of those things. And his announcement was just that he, uh, I guess there's like a some kind of, jeez, uh, I don't even know what you would call it. Not a competition, but like a contest. A contest. Uh, sweepstakes. To, sweepstakes to go to the Avengers um, premiere with RDJ. Um, which is pretty cool, actually, but not exactly as exciting as we thought it would be. But anyway, just wanted to mention that uh, since we never actually followed up with it. Yeah, no, that's good. I was, you know, and it was even for us, it was like a bit of like, well, what, what really happened? Because <laughs> right. there wasn't a lot right. of fanfare behind it, but right. still a cool, uh, cool concept, a, a, a cool opportunity, I guess. Um, but yeah, I think that covers everything for this week. Uh, we'll have to see uh, what other oddly controversial things happen in the comic world. Uh, hopefully, yeah, and um, you know, this was kind of a, a controversial issue that we touched on this week. So I'd love to hear what you guys think about it. You know, hit us up on the Facebook, uh, facebook.com forward slash Neil Before Pod. Uh, that's P O D. Uh, you can also catch us on Twitter, Twitter handle at CB Characters. And if you want to actually write us, you know, a more extensive uh, piece about what you feel about this, which we would very much uh, accept and uh, and welcome, you can email us at cbcharacters at gmail.com. Right. All right. Well, Ake, until next week, uh, stay super, everyone. All right, guys. See you next week. Have a good one.